I'm Romney Navarro, and this is Firestarters, a streamlined funding podcast where entrepreneurs share their stories, passions, and the formulas fueling their success. Each week, we talk to extraordinary people about what they do, why they do it, how they make a difference, and how they inspire the people around them. Now, it's time to bring the heat. This is the one podcast of the year that I ask you guys to definitely tune into because it's going to give you the most content as it relates to raising money, growing your business, and scaling. This is a first of three-part series. We're going to deliver just valuable, valuable content to give you guys the tools to go out there and nail it. It's going to be a little weird because it's just me in studio this time, but I do look forward to it. Here you go. Successful investors use leverage to get the most from their investments. Streamline Funding provides project financing for home builders and entrepreneurs all across the state of Texas. Visit StreamlineFunding.com or give us a call at 512-250-8575 and speak with a Streamline representative today. We have infinite funding, resources, and expertise to help you grow your business. Boy, am I excited about today's episode. Honestly, I'm extremely excited because I don't have a guest. I finally get to do this on my own. Every time I have a guest in here, they try to talk to me about things that they know more than me about, and I end up looking like an idiot. Today, I'm going to talk about something that I think I know a little bit about, and I think you guys are going to get a lot of value from it. So if you've been listening to this show for some time, you realize, you know, while we have a lot of guests talking about a lot of things that they do, you know, flipping houses, running real estate brokerages, running permits, you name it. They do a bunch of different things. We rarely talk about the world of private lending, which is what I do. And it's interesting because for the last three, four, six months or so, I've been giving this presentation, some version of this presentation around the around the state of Texas, where we're talking about how to attract capital, specifically how to unlock the vault, get every single dollar you've ever needed to fundraise, to, to do your loans, to do your properties. And um, that's why I'm excited because I'm going to talk about something that I know as compared to that thing that everybody else knows a lot more than me. And uh, frankly, I don't know enough about to, to bring good content. So this is me. This is my content. I hope you guys stay tuned and listen to the next 20, 30 minutes of just fire because really, if you listen and you listen closely, I hope that you walk out of this you know, 20, 30 minute podcast with not only a lot of information, but you know, maybe even a little bit of, I don't know, education and maybe even a little entertainment because at the end of the day, this is, this is all entertainment. Here's what's up though, guys. Uh, you guys know who I am. I'm Romney Navarro. I'm the host of the Firestarters podcast. We've been doing this for about a year, excuse me, six months, feels like forever because we used to have a radio show prior to this called the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Well, uh, in addition to a podcast host, I am a private lender. Um, as a private lender, I do a lot of fundraising. Some of these things that I've learned fundraising myself, I realize our clients could do to fundraise for themselves. So while we raise money for our clients to get their projects financed, oftentimes they require a little bit more. So some of these tips and tools that we've picked up over the years are things that we like to share with our clients, in this case, our listeners, uh, so that they could potentially go out and raise more money. So before I jump in, let me just tell you guys this. This is something that I've been working on, you know, and it's really near and dear to my heart, but been working on verbalizing quite the right way over the last, I don't know, year maybe. And that's my BHAG. 
So if you're listening to this and you're like, what the hell is this guy? What the hell is a BHAG? BHAG, Big Hairy Audacious Goal. It was made popular by Jim Collins in, I believe, Good to Great. And it was um, something that's actually really kind of caught, you know, caught some traction in the business world because a BHAG is very similar to a vision statement, but it's not a vision statement. It's almost something that is too good, too big to believe. Something that you tell your peers and your friends and they're like, yeah, all right, sure, dude. Um, that's my, my BHAG is pretty big and I've told it to a few people and they're like, yeah, sure, sure, buddy. Well, I want to share it with you guys because this is why I'm giving you the content that I'm trying to give you today. I'm trying to hit my BHAG. And what's my BHAG? Real simple, guys. My BHAG is, is to help bring a billion dollars in wealth to people, specifically 1,000 people in the state of Texas through real estate investing. Okay, it might be 900 people, it might be 1,200 people, but I want to create a billion dollars in wealth by financing projects. So how am I going to do that? Obviously, I'm going to finance the projects. Every time I write a loan, every time I deliver any amount of money, my clients unlock the vault and are able to create wealth. So if I lend somebody, let's just say for argument's sake, $1 million, and they turn that $1 million investment with me into, say, $200,000 profit, I have just created or assisted in the creation of a $200,000 wealth build. That's what I'm talking about. So I share that with you to tell you this. I have a billion dollar BHAG, billion dollars in wealth to a thousand people in the state of Texas. Where am I at today? We're at about $180 million, ladies and gentlemen. The BHAG is real. I've got a long way to go, but you know, we're going to make it. We're absolutely going to make it. So I've been doing this thing for a long time. I've been raising money for a long time. I've been lending money for a long time. I have never really, prior to, prior to doing what I do today, which I've been doing for about 10, 11 years of raising private capital. I was raising, lending more conventional, traditional money, and I was really used to doing those big deals, making a little bit of money on these big deals. You know, anybody who's in the finance game understands that the more you lend, the more you make. So I was really into going out there and just hitting home runs, massive apartment building deals, massive office building deals, retail deals. But I never really dabbled too much in residential. Well, the recession came. It crushed everybody, crushed kind of my dreams of going out there and just crushing big deals. And as a result, I had to make a business decision. It's like, what am I going to do with my life? Well, as it turns out, there's this thing called private lending. And I said, all right, maybe I could lend this private lending stuff or private money stuff because there's, there's really no rules there. Well, lo and behold, I jumped in. Uh, I mean, that, that story in and of itself is somewhat serendipitous, and I could probably even talk about that for another hour. But I jumped into private lending, hooked up with the guys at Streamline Funding. In this case, it was Jaden Newman, the guy who started this thing. And we started doing loans. And, you know, here we go. It's go time. And I'm trying to do these big deals that I'm accustomed to, and it's just not working. I was just getting beat up left and right. Just the, the capital markets were frozen. So I had this lady call me, and she wanted to do a deal. You guys have probably heard of this lady if you've listened to this show in any capacity. Her name is Nancy, and I will spare you the details. But let's just say Nancy wasn't your traditional real estate investor. Nancy um, needed a shot. And we gave Nancy that shot. And as it turns out, I gave her a little loan, like 90 grand, 90 to 100 grand. She turned that sucker into $60,000 in net profit to herself. I never anticipated that lady turning that property into that much profit ever in a million years. But what was cool about that is when she called me and told me, hey, I, I just did it. We did it. That was the first kind of real feeling of like, dang, this is pretty powerful. This private money, this lending, this uh, this fundraising thing that we do is 
I mean, we're, we're holding on to gold. This is something else. That so was kind of, while I call it my first taste of blood, I would actually go as far as saying that was really what got me hooked on being able to help people and achieve that billion dollar BHAG. So I told you guys that because I, uh, I'm doing some bigger deals nowadays. It's not $90,000 deals for Nancy necessarily. Just did a seven point something million dollar deal for a large scale development here in East Austin. Those are happening left and right. Um, but that's really where I kind of cut my teeth. And I still kind of look back at that day as like, that's right. What we hold in our, the power that we hold in our hands is so special. So I'm going to jump right in. You guys, of course, know me as the, the host of the Firestarters podcast. I hope you now know me as the chief lending officer of Streamline Funding, a private lending company based in Texas, specializing in loans for real estate investors, builders, and developers. I've been doing it for a long time, so I've got some credentials, okay? Uh, there's been a little bit of media, stuff like that. That's great, but really the proof is in the pudding. We've been doing this thing for so long that today we're close to, getting close to at least, a billion dollars in loans lent. I'm going to spare you guys a lot of the boring details of my everyday conversation, but I'm going to try to break it up into the most concentrated and important parts of the, of, you know, what you need to do to raise money successfully. So here's, here's what this is going to be like. This, that was a very long introduction. I went about seven, eight minutes talking about myself and Nancy and all these things for the next three episodes. We're going to talk about, um, what is required to be a successful fundraiser. Okay. It's a three part series. The very first one which we're going to talk about today is transparency. Okay. I'm going to talk all about that, but let's just say that transparency is one of the key, if not the key thing needed in fundraising. So that's transparency. Then the second episode or the continuation episode is going to be communication. That one goes without saying you don't raise a penny if you don't know how to communicate. And then finally, we're going to talk about performance. Same thing as communication. If you don't perform, like you said, you're going to do, you don't raise a penny. So all fundraising, all successful fundraising requires three things. Successful communication, all right? I'm sorry, um, transparency, communication, and performance. All fundraising requires that. If you don't have that, you're not going to get there. Let's take a dive into transparency today. And uh, I actually look forward to getting some feedback from you guys as to what you thought about this information because if you do this right, you're going to make raise about as much money as you want. So here's the thing, guys. When we talk about fundraising, we're not necessarily talking about going out there and talking to your next door neighbor and saying, hey, next door neighbor, give me a hundred grand. That's part of it. I mean, that's some part of it, at least. Uh, we're not talking about putting together big dinner seminars and asking an audience to give you 500 grand each. That's also part of it, but that's not necessarily what we're talking about. We're talking about the global fundraising, um, kind of your global fundraising initiative. That means getting your hands on debt, the stuff that I do, and getting your hands on equity, the stuff that, frankly, the banks and people like me require you to bring to the table to make sure that you are good for the loan, if you will. So it's debt and equity. That's what fundraising is, debt and equity. So the tips that I want to give you today and over the next three episodes are really to make you more attractive to the capital markets, to guys like me, to guys like your next door neighbor who's about to give you hundred grand, stuff like that, to guys like Sean, who's sitting in here with me, bored out of his mind. We are all investors. And um, frankly, you need to be as attractive to those investors as possible. Frankly, guys, there's, there's always this one thing that I talk to people about. If you show up looking like, you know, like shit, you're not going to raise any money. So these are a couple of tools and tricks that you can use to be successful at fundraising. So, okay, what am I talking about? Transparency. What is transparency? Transparency is real simple, guys. Dictionary definition. Being free of pretense or deceit. 
I think it goes without saying. It's just being real, all right? I, I joke with people all the time when we talk about transparency. And this is what I tell people, and they kind of trip because they don't know they don't know me that well when we're having this conversation. But it's like, you got to be willing to like totally undress in front of these people. Like, take it all off. That's transparency. If you're willing to show them everything, you're being transparent, right? So I'll get a little bit more into that because that is very, very important. But let's just say if you're not, you're holding something back. Okay, obviously we were talking some, you know, we're, we're talking clothing and we're talking raising money, very different topics. But if you're not willing to totally open up, you're holding something back and they sense that. So what is required inside of transparency? I'm going to I'm going to tell you what I look for, okay? If I look for this, you better know it. Other people are looking for this. This isn't the I don't know. This isn't this is proprietary, so I'll say that. This is proprietary to us at Streamline Funding. This isn't necessarily what the whole world underwrites to, if you will, but everybody has some form of this in their repertoire, and I want to tell you a little bit about that. Basically, guys, we're talking about the five C's. I wish wish we had an audience here so that I could ask, have you heard about the five C's? Because in some capacity, everybody's heard of some of this. Some people call it the three C's. Some people call it the six P's. Some people call it the four C's. Some people tell you, you know, FU's, all this stuff. I call it the five C's because that's all I could remember. No, I'm just kidding. I've been working on this for for over ten years, and this is this is the cornerstone, you know, locked and just kind of set in stone cornerstone of our lending operation. The five C's. This is what we look for when making the decision on a an investment opportunity. So, what are the five C's? The very first one, I'll say it and I'll emphasize it, is collateral. It is everything. Collateral is everything. Right now, the capital markets are looking at deals more than they've ever looked at deals before in their life. There's more money flooding the streets today than there's ever been in the private lending space, in the real estate investing space, in the development space than ever before. And without question, you ask any investor what the biggest risk on a, prop, on a, on a deal is, without question, everybody's going to say this. The risk right now, call it winter, spring, 2019, the risk right now is the operator. Why is that? It's because there's so much money that the money has become dumb. They're willing to invest in just about anything, right? So there's so much money that it's flooded the street that the actual people who are making the good decision, the good, the good loans, the good investments, they're saying, man, the risk is in the operator. What's happened here over the last year is some of that dumb money has been swept away and now we're back to just kind of the core, the good stuff. This is the stuff you want to borrow. This is the stuff that's going to help you grow. This is the stuff you want to put in your pocket because this is the stuff that's really going to feed, fuel your business. The other stuff was distraction money. Now that it's gone, you're left. the dumb money's gone. Now you're left with the start, smart money. And the smart money's saying, hey, look, the operator is, is still um, the biggest risk. Why? Because there's still a lot of us guys out there but making smart deals. So how do you combat that? And the answer is with the collateral. The collateral is everything. And, and I'll tell you a little bit about percentages in a moment, but let's just say this. If everything goes to shit, what are you holding on to? If you're, the, if you're asking, if you're telling an investor, Mr. Investor, give me $100,000 and I promise I'm going to pay you back. Hopefully you're giving that guy the collateral, okay? So the collateral is the first one. Um, the collateral is pretty easy, guys. I, I would say this. Like, you show an investor the collateral and how to hold up in, in the event of like a worst case scenario um, and how you'll achieve a clear and profitable exit and you're about 60, 70% of the way there. I'm about 60, 70% of the way there. That's the percentages. Let me, let me back up like 20 steps, something I forgot to say, but it's so important. 
In fact, I wish I could time this one and, and just announce it on the on the uh, promotions of this thing. Listening to this podcast, speaking to Romney Navarro, speaking to some of the guys out there, Chris Merrick, Aiden Mosier, Zach Gormley, Melanie Guest, Holly Morris, my sales team, my my lending officers, just talking to us, you've already accessed 80 to 90% of all the money you'll ever need to grow your business. Right now, basically, call me. We will figure out a way to get you 80 to 90% of the money you need. Right now, I'm giving you tips to raise that other 10 to 20%, okay? Very, very important, guys. You need to raise that money. Sometimes it's going to come out of your pocket. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. Sometimes it's going to come from investors, so on and so forth. But the thing that secures the entire investment, better better and, and stronger than anything, is the collateral. So if you have a property that is going to hold up in the event of a worst case scenario, you're in pretty good shape because now you could you could basically pass go and move on to the next one. What is the next one in terms of the five C's? The next one is credit. So credit, that's that's a that's a that's a sensitive one. If you've got great credit, it's not that sensitive. If you've got bad credit, it's very sensitive. If you've got great credit, you know, fast forward about two minutes. If you've got bad credit, stay tuned here. Um. Good credit, bad credit, no sweat, it, whatever. You remember those stupid commercials? To a certain degree, that is also that also holds true here, but there is a difference. Look, guys, if you're not making your mortgage payments, you're not going to pay back an investor, okay? That's just the truth. So if you tell me, hey, Romney, I want a, I want a million dollars, like, hey, great. and then I look at your credit report and you've never made a payment, guess what? You're not going to pay me either. Are there ways to combat that and get around it? Yes. Are the obstacles a thousand times higher? Hell yeah. So- Credit, show them that you are credit worthy. Okay, when you're talking to an investor, you show them that you are credit worthy. You don't have good credit, a good FICO score, good payment history, whatever. Show them other ways. Okay, May- basically point at the other five C's or at the other C's collateral. The collateral is so strong that my credit is garbage, but the property itself is going to take care of the investment. Okay, well, I'm still listening. That my collateral, my credit's garbage. But, um, but I'm bringing cash to the table. And we'll talk about the five C's. I, I probably shouldn't have gone that deep into it. But here's the thing, guys. While credit is important, it isn't everything in this business. This is a collateral-based business. When you're doing investments, you're looking at the collateral and you're looking at the operator. Credit is part of the operator's package. And I'll tell you what, today, as the money is getting smarter, people are moving away from collateral-based lending and really looking at the operator. So if you've got good credit, good. Like I said, fast forward a couple more seconds. If you don't have good credit, it's time to really highlight the other five C's, okay? What are the rest of the five C's? Well, the third one I just kind of brought up, gave you a little sneak peek, is cash, all right? You know, I've, Sean, I don't know if I ever used this one with you. Uh, Sean, of course, our producer in studio here, not mic'd up. That's thanks to me, of course, because I want I want the mic to myself today. Um, cash, I call it the magic eraser, all right? Anything goes wrong. You got a weird property, lackluster credit, some of the other C's, which I'm not going to let out of the bag at the moment. You got anything wrong there, cash is the one that basically comes in and cleans it all up. Okay? So if you've got a deal that is risky, you know as the operator about to, pre- to present a deal to an investor, you know this deal is risky. Are they going to just believe you because of your good looks or your cousin's story about you or how cool your Facebook page is? No. They will not believe you because they're going to stroke a cold, hard check potentially. So what do you do? What do you do if you've got some, some things that are, aren't quite as strong as you want them to be? Honestly, guys, it's real simple. You just write a check, be it your cash or somebody else's cash. 
So as I talk about raising money, there's a million reasons to raise money. Sometimes it's raise money for a debt deal. Basically, go tell somebody, hey, be the bank. That's what I'd say when I told you just a minute ago, meeting me, meeting my staff, you've already figured out 80, 90% of that, that problem. We're the debt guys, okay? So call me, I'll give you a loan. Let's talk about this equity. Okay, now you need 10, 20% to put down on a property. Where do you get that? This is what you're trying to do here. You're trying to understand the importance of the collateral, the importance of credit, and of course, the importance of cash. Okay, so if the deal is in any way um, outside of what the investor is comfortable with, point your guns at cash. Raise a little bit more money, bring a little bit of your own money, do whatever it takes, just show them some cash. Mr. Investor, I feel so strongly about it that I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna put $10,000 next to your $50,000. That's what I'm talking about cash. All right, that's the third C. The fourth C, this one's a little bit more ambiguous, okay? But <laughs> this, this, is a, this one's a pass-fail, straight-up pass-fail, but however, the ambiguity is different to different people, means different things to different people. The fourth C is character. This is the handshake deal. If you're one of those people that nobody could stand, odds are your investor is going to be the same way, okay? That's the, the character is so important. This is, you know, I say it in my presentations, but if you go and shake somebody's hand and you just Feel that energy. There's just like a lightning bolt that hits. Something good is happening there. Okay, um, something good is happening there. If you don't feel that energy, I mean, that doesn't mean the the world is over. But character is you could you could gauge character by way of just a handshake. Uh, that to say this, character is basically when people like people like trustworthy people without question. How do you gauge trustworthiness? Well, when you are out there trying to attract capital and unlock the vault, the best way to do it is to come out there and show it. So I've been talking about transparency. These five C's refer back to transparency. Show them, show them your character. Don't just rely on a you know, gift from God handshake, you know, I don't know, meeting. Show them your character. Tell them, listen, guys, here's what I've done. Here's where I have failed. Okay, and here's where I have succeeded. We actually have an underwriting guideline that test the quality, if you will, of a general contractor. And one of the things we're looking for is references. So it's very easy to give the best references, without question. But if you give a bunch of references, well, that's now starting to get into the potentially you know, deeper parts of testing your character. So one way to test character or to combat character by way of, of documentation or, or providing evidence, because the truth is, it's not just a handshake, you do need to check this out, is give a list of recommendations, okay? And, and here's the best ones. Here's the thing, guys. You're, look, you're talking about raising money. So what type of recommendation could you give? If you're a home builder, do you give them a client that you built a house for? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's like, that's just pretty good. That's what you do for a living, for Christ's sakes. If you're a home builder, do you give them a list of suppliers? I mean, that's getting a little closer because you owe those guys money at some point, right? How about a list of bankers? How about a list of investors? Show them that you have done this before, okay? Which leads me to the fifth and final C, credentials, okay? As much as character is important, as much as cash is important, much as um, collateral is important, and as much as credit is important, so too are credentials. Here's the thing. If you ask somebody, and I'll give you a perfect example here in a minute. If you ask somebody to give you a million dollars to... I don't know, build a spaceship. 
<laughs> and you've never built a spaceship, what are the odds that you get that money? It's slim. Same thing goes for if you ask somebody for $10 million to build a hotel and conference center and you have just recently finished your first residential flip. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to give you the money. All right. That's what credentials means. Stay in your lane and continue to grow in your lane. And then, and only then can you start jumping off. So I have a client, one of our best clients. I'm not talking too much about clients here today, but let me just tell you about this dude. He has borrowed something to the tune of about $20 million from us. So as I talk about creating wealth, you know, I think we've made about $1.8 million in wealth creation just with that client alone. So he makes up a good 1% of that, of the BHAG that we have, you know, of I guess of where we're at today. So great client. He knows who he is. If he's listening, I'm not going to use his name, but he is a builder here in Austin. Guy actually started in the business, you know, just project managing right out of college. You know, those construction management degree guys that go out there and just start, you know, barking orders on job sites and building a bunch of houses for the big, big home builders. He was one of those guys. He got out of the business because he was like, this is boring. This is just like cookie cutter stuff. So what did he do? He, he, he took his talents to South Beach. Not really. He took it to like Paris Island, I think. And he, um, and he started building properties for even a more boring conglomerate, the government. But what he got there was time because the government is such kind of a, I don't know, it's just such a machine that the efficiencies are already in place. You just kind of go clock in, do your thing. So what happened? This guy said he, got, he had time to really think of his next move. And his next move was this. His next move was to satisfy his creative urge. This dude is a creative. Okay. That's what he does. And, um, he moved back to Austin, Paris Island, I think South Carolina or some crap. And he moved back to Austin and he starts building, you know, little or, or renovating little houses and just doing it on his own accord and, and just kind of making it look how he wants it to look. Fast forward about 15 years. This is one of the more highly decorated spec home builders in the city of Austin. He's not only highly decorated every single year, he's on the parade of homes and it's all because he was able to kind of connect the world of creativity and business and turn it into something special. So that's not actually the story. Just want to give you a little background on this guy. This guy's a home builder. That's what he does. He builds spec homes that are really freaking cool. Well, he hit me up about a year and a half ago and he's like, Hey Romney, I want to open up, check this out. Here, here it comes. I'm going to buy 25 acres and put a bunch of yurts on it, put a bunch of airstreams on it, put a bunch of little cabins on it, a, conf- a conference center, a pool, a this, a that. A do, doom, 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 doom. I was like, bro, <laughs> I love you, man, but I can't do that deal. So I'm telling you this to say credentials. I am a banker and I said, I can't do it because you don't have the credentials. Did he get the deal done? Yes. He didn't get it done with me. He didn't even get it done with a bank. He had to go the old fashioned way, kind of roll up his sleeves and raise the capital. So he had to convince a lot of people that he was doing this. So how did he do that? Let me, oh man, I want to tell you all about his story, but let me just tell you how he did this deal. There's, there's collateral check. There's credit check, cash credentials and character. All of those things are up. So what did he do is he gave up a big old piece of equity. He basically said, look, you don't believe me. I'm going to give you half of my profit. If you don't believe me, I'm going to give you half of my profit. However, if I prove you wrong, I get to buy you out. Anyway, he cut the deal. He gave somebody a bunch of equity and he was able to structure it. He did not have the credentials to own this thing independently on his own, but he had enough of the credentials to say like, this guy's got a fighter's chance. Anyway, 
Now you can fast forward a few months and he is absolutely crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. It's got one of the cooler places in the hill country to have, you know, corporate events, yoga retreats, church retreats, you name it. So there go the five C's, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about collateral. We're talking about credit, cash, character, and credentials. So let me give you a little bit of tip, a couple of tips here when it comes to transparency specifically. As I mentioned, this is one of three-part series. Transparency is the first part. Communication is the second part. And of course, performance is the third part. Here's a couple quick tips, very, very quick tips. In order to be transparent, as I mentioned, you have to be willing to undress right in front of your investor. Well, let's do this. How about you just start with providing a plan? Hit somebody up, say, hey, I've got this deal. But if you text me and say, I've got this deal, I'm not paying attention. If you give me a nice detailed outline plan, now all of a sudden you got my attention. Same thing goes for the investor. When you're asking your neighbor for a hundred grand, if you just talk to him over the fence like Wilson used to on home improvement, strike out 100 times out of 100. If you sit down and show him your plan and how it's going to work, now you've got a chance. You still haven't raised the money, but now you've got a chance. So provide a plan. The next one is over-disclose. You got poor credit, let them know. Hey, I had trouble with these payments. Here's how I plan on, on mitigating that. Hey, I've got this situation with my cash flow. Here's how I plan on mitigating that. Hey, I had a bankruptcy three years ago. Here's how I plan on mitigating that. If you've got any weaknesses, that's the key word here, weaknesses, over-disclose, okay? And then um, finally, as it relates to weaknesses, make sure you have a mitigating uh, point factor, something that re- that addresses those weaknesses. So if you had a bankruptcy, okay, you tell them, well, I'm now seven years removed from the bankruptcy and creditors can no longer touch me. Check, great. If you have a cash flow issue, you explain that and you're like, well, we are going to raise an additional $100,000 on this property and we're going to set it in reserves and I'm going to take it on a monthly basis. And da, 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 da. So when I ask you to over-disclose, I'm also telling you to address those weaknesses and how you're going to mitigate those weaknesses. So those are just a couple of tips. I um, I think we're going to have to write some type of blog or something on this stuff so that people could go and maybe learn a little bit more. But I'm, I'm happy that we got a chance to talk here. It was a little bit weird talking in studio by myself. Sean, we got to mic you up next time, dude, because I, I probably don't have any more words today. Um, but this was fun, guys. I'm very passionate about this stuff. If you want to learn how to raise unlimited amounts of money for your projects and unlock that vault, keep listening. Like I said, you've already discovered how to unlock the vault and get access to 90% of it. We're talking about that final 10%. These tips that I gave you today are really, really important. Even if you're struggling putting them in order and organizing all this stuff, the fact is you got to have the five C's down. Okay. The five C's are the biggest part of the transparency, um, factor, if you will. Make sure you talk about these five things when raising money and you're going to be successful. Thank you guys very much. I hope uh, Strangeland Brewery comes up with some beer here for the next one because I am parched. But little shout out to Strangeland for, for sponsoring our first round of podcasts. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next one or hearing you guys. You know, you know what I mean. But yeah, whatever. I look forward to telling you guys a little bit more about this, you know, the tips to fundraising on the next one. And um, I appreciate you guys listening. Until the next one, cheers. That's it for this week's Firestarter Podcast. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll be back with a new episode soon. Until then, I'm Romney Navarro. Always keep the flame in your heart, and I'll see you at the top.